Welcome to the mind of Mr. Krizzle, the only place where the world makes sense. Join me, your host, Mr. Krizzle, as we embark on another journey through a mind so full of ideas that it takes a weekly podcast to let them out. Real quick here at the top of the episode, I just want to let everybody know that I love listening to podcasts. I listen to all kinds of podcasts. Some are long, some are short. And a common thing that I've noticed is that when the podcaster is recording, they record at a low level. Now, I know that they do this so they're not blowing people's eardrums out. But for me, who is very hard of hearing, it gets frustrating sometimes because I can't hear what's going on. I can only turn up my volume as loud as my headphones will allow me. So what I've decided to do for my episodes is to record at a higher volume than maybe what you're used to. And I just ask that you bear with me. If it's a little too loud, you can always turn it down to the level that's comfortable for you but you can't always turn it up as loud as you want so by recording at a higher level hopefully that will allow for more people to be able to enjoy the podcast at whatever uh, volume they're comfortable with thank you for your understanding and enjoy this week's episode But before we begin I'd just like to remind everybody that I introduced two new segments last episode Ask Fast or Fast Ask, and I got your back with a life hack. For both of those, you can email me at mindofmrkrizzle at gmail.com with your suggestions or um, fast questions, and I'll answer them on the next episode. Isn't that easy? Real easy and fun. Now, I understand that last week was a shorter episode, as I said. I wasn't really feeling it, but I just want to thank everybody for the positive feedback that I got. Um, also, if you couldn't tell from my Facebook and Instagram account, I did get a new mic, so hopefully I sound a little better, better, I sound a little better and I don't sound breedy. What I meant to say was I sound a little better and I won't sound so breathy. I've also spruced up the jingles a little bit, so maybe those also sound a little clearer and, um, a little less raw than they did before. I had fun making those, so I hope you enjoyed them as well. So let's get into the meat of this week's episode, which is... The Power of Play. What does that mean? Well, to better understand, let me take you back a few years in my time machine. Apparently, it's an underwater time machine. Uh, now the year is 1994. I'm nine years old, living in a small town in Oklahoma in the fourth grade. And it's before internet. It's before Netflix. It's before video games are as common as they are now. But when I think back to that year, I think about how much fun it was to play. See, I was real fortunate. I lived on a block where every other house had a kid around my age. And we would just wake up in the morning go outside and just knock on each other's doors asking the parents if their kids can come out and play. And we played all kinds of games. Of course, I had that rule when the street lights came on, I had to come home. And you know what? By the way, parents, if you have kids and that's your rule, let me explain to you because maybe you forgot. It is so sad and disheartening to have to go home when the street lights come on and then look outside your bedroom window and see all of your friends continue playing they seem to be laughing louder. They seem to be running faster. Just everything seems so much better when they're playing at night. But no, you have to be at home. 
you know, for safety reasons. Now, of course, it was a different time back then. Uh, we did have a, a smaller street where cars weren't whizzing up and down, but but still, the idea remains. I mean, maybe just a, maybe like if you were like maybe 30 minutes after the lights came on, then you had to come home. You know, kids have phones on them now. They're, they're able to tell time and stuff like that at an earlier age. So, you know, maybe be a little bit flexible. But anyway, I digress. It's just these childhood memories coming back. Uh, we would play wonderful games. Classics like see how high in the tree you can climb and then just jump out of and still be alive. Uh, other games like poke this with a stick and see if it attacks you. Another game like how did I get on top of your house and can I jump off of it without breaking the legs? There's a lot of climbing up things and just jumping off to see what happens. These were fun games. They help build imagination. They help build up courage and self-confidence. Uh, they taught you things like peer pressure because, you know, you're not going to be the only one who doesn't jump out of the tree off that branch, right? It was just a fun time. And, you know, if you if you had a video camera and you were taping my group of friends, it was really like the colors of a rainbow. Uh, we had all kinds of races, ages, uh, religious backgrounds, and we didn't care any about that. And let's put back. We didn't care about that. What just happened there? Uh, I would like to say that that was probably uh, my time machine malfunctioning, or I could have just had a stroke. I mean, who knows? Anyway, what I was trying to say is we didn't care about any of that. We just wanted to have fun and go outside and play. In fact, when we moved to San Antonio shortly after, I remember the first or second day living there, just knocking on the neighbor's doors up and down the block and asking them if they had any kids who wanted to come out and play. It was so innocent back then but at the same time i feel like that same spirit of play uh, can still happen today imagine if you're driving down the road and you saw a group of adults just running down the street laughing and smiling now they're not they didn't steal anything the cops aren't chasing them which side note that would be kind of weird to see adults running and smiling as cops are chasing them uh, but they're just out there having a good time like kids do i mean that would be a pretty amazing thing to see right and I think to some extent that that happens today. It's not as common, but I do know that sports give people an outlet to experience that sense of play. You know, you have basketball and baseball, football, things like that that you watch. But I feel like the play becomes a lot more passive now. It's just watching others playing and not participating in that play that I think is what really loses all the benefits from being able to play. So let's first identify some of the reasons that we have for not allowing ourselves to play as adults. Second, we'll think of some steps that we can take to find opportunities to play. And then third, I'm going to give some suggestions for ways that I've found to be able to play as an adult and still be able to keep up with all the responsibilities that you have going on. But first, it's that time of the show where you have questions and I have answers. It's the segment I like to call Ask Fast or Fast Ask. Ask Fast or Fast Ask. Either way, say it's gonna be a blast. All right, the first Ask Fast or Fast Ask question comes from Crystal, who sent her question to mindofmrcrystal at gmail.com, and she asked, what is a funny life lesson that you learned in grade school? I felt this question was appropriate for this episode because I learned it when I was living in that small town in Oklahoma in the fourth grade at nine years old. Let me set the scene for you. 
I was dorky. I was nerdy. I mean, you can tell from the picture that I have for the podcast that I was definitely an awkward-looking child. I was cool at heart, most definitely, but I looked kind of nerdy. And because of that, I got picked on a lot. Now, there was this quote-unquote cool kid in class named Corey, and he was the grade bully. Uh, I remember walking home one day from school. I lived about maybe four or five blocks, so it wasn't a long walk. And as I was walking, him and his little cronies came up, and they started picking on me. They started saying things. I don't remember what they said at this time, but I, I can assure you it probably wasn't very nice. And I remember thinking to myself, I was taught that I need to just turn the other cheek, keep on walking. So that's what I did. I turned the other cheek. I kept walking. I didn't throw insults back at him. That I'm doing the right thing. Let me just keep walking. Well, the insults got worse. He probably said some things about my mama. And I just thought, you know what? I can just crush this little boy right now with my insults because I was a witty child. I could say some some things that were hurtful to him and that would embarrass him in front of his friends. But I thought that's not the right thing to do. I need to keep turning the cheek and walking. Well, it got to the point that after pushing me and throwing insults, he finally got square in my face to where I had to stop and he punched me right in the nose. I mean, it was the perfect punch. And I remember more than being hurt, I was just surprised because I had never actually been hit in the face before, and I thought that that was something that only happened in movies. I never really saw kids get in fights like that, and I was just surprised that it had even happened. Uh, But I thought, you know, again, I just need to keep walking. As I walked away, he probably punched me in the back of the head a couple more times, but I kept putting one foot in front of the other until I finally made it home. Now you probably think this is a story about how I learned to turn the other cheek at a young age, but no, the lesson continues. So I get home and I think to myself, that sucked, that was no fun. I did not enjoy getting beat up, but apparently I did the right thing. Like I felt like questionable about it. Like surely, you know, I I should have fought back and defended myself, right? So I tell my parents about this story, and my dad looks at me kind of puzzled, and he's like, well, did you fight back? And I said, no, I mean, I I turned the other cheek and kept walking like I'm supposed to. And he was like, no, if someone is beating you up, you can definitely defend yourself and fight back. And I had this epiphany like, well, yeah, that made sense, but at the time, I thought I wasn't supposed to, so... You know, that was really a lesson for me that we need to value our own self-worth and that when people are doing harmful things to us, it is okay to fight back and to defend ourselves. Maybe we shouldn't go on the offensive and look for fights where there aren't any, but if somebody is actually, you know, harming you and doing damage to you, it's okay to love yourself and have enough confidence to stand up for the things that you believe in and fight back. So that was a story where I learned in grade school, of how to defend yourself and to stand up for the things that you know are right. Thank you for your question, Crystal. Again, she sent that question to mindofmrcrystal at gmail.com. Again, that's mindofmrcrystal at gmail.com. I did say the questions would be fast. I did not say the answers would be fast. But I hope you did enjoy that little tidbit from my fourth grade history. Let's talk about some of the reasons why we don't play as adults. The first one that comes to mind, and I think it's the first one that comes to everybody's mind, is work. 
You go to work, you come home, you're either tired from working, you're in a bad mood from working, uh, or maybe work just took up so much of your day that you don't have time for anything else. So that's a fairly good reason why not to. Another reason could be more responsibilities. Uh, maybe organizations that you're involved with outside of work, you have to dedicate some time to those. Maybe some things need to be fixed around the house. Yard work. Yard work is the worst. I don't know why people like that. I mean, I know there's people out there that like yard work, but I've never liked it. As you can probably tell by looking at my yard. Bare minimum, keep the uh, HOA off your back, I guess, is my motto. But yard work is responsibility. And let's just put responsibilities in a general sense. And those responsibilities can be what keeps you from being able to play. Another reason why you might not be able to find time or the means of playing is family. Maybe you have kids or you have a spouse that demand a lot of your time once you're home. And, um, you know, you just feel like they're, the time is better served doing other things than playing around. While work, responsibilities, and families are all very valid reasons for not finding ways to play as an adult. But I think the biggest reason might be something more simpler than that. It may be that we are just too up our own butts to allow ourselves to relax and to have a good time with friends. We may feel embarrassed, like uh, laughing and giggling is something that silly people do, uh, that you might get made fun of for acting a little out of character. But I would say that you don't need to be afraid of those things. That Deep down, everybody wants to have fun and have a good time. Some people need a little bit of coaxing, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But these reasons, um, while they're all valid, I think they can be easily overcome if you look for certain opportunities that will accommodate those and maybe even turn those situations into uh, the perfect opportunity for playing. I don't really think any of this is news to anybody. I think we all already know this. But what many people take for granted is the benefits that come from taking the time to play and to have fun and to have a good time. You know, many of us work at jobs that we don't really like. We understand, though, because we are adults, why it's important to have careers and jobs that help support families and support a certain lifestyle so that you can be taken care of. But we forget that even though we may be doing something that we don't necessarily enjoy, it doesn't mean that we can't do anything that we do enjoy. So I will always say that there's a good balance that you should find in your life. So if I'm going to have to work, then I want to play as well. I mean, everybody's probably heard that saying, work hard, play hard. That, you know, that kind of mentality is good. I think some people kind of take that as a work and play really hard. To that I say nay. Nay, you must find balance in all things in life. Okay. So let's have an equal amount of work and play so we're not waking up in a gutter wondering what the heck have we done to our lives. So pretty much any reason that you can think of probably falls into one of those categories for why we can't play as adults. But now let's talk about some of the ways that we can use those reasons as uh, jumping off points for some of the funnest times in our lives. I mean, silly voices is one of the easiest ways to play as an adult. And that's why the pickle was blue. <laughs> Get it? I guess.
<laughs> it's like it's like you cut into the conversation and then it, you know you get the half where it ends in a joke and both parties laugh as if a joke was just told. <laughs> oh, uh, just kind of all right, think- one of those where you jump into the conversation at an awkward <laughs> moment trying to figure out what was happening. Definitely awkward. Emphasis on awkward. You made it very awkward right there. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is uh, Mike Villarreal. For uh, those who don't speak Spanish, Villarreal is good enough. <laughs> you uh, sound like somebody that we had on another episode. Who was? Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, if you do speak Spanish, Villarreal. Yeah, but he didn't say. But his name was the same regardless of what he said. That was the that was the only difference, though. No, oh, okay, that's true. So, who are you? Uh, Mike Mike Villarreal, a uh, longtime friend of Mr. Crizzle. That's right. That's right. Um, I've got you on here because you're you're actually part of the inspiration for this particular podcast. <laughs> after hearing, after you telling me what no, the title I, of it is, uh, you know, yeah, you told me what the title of it is, and I, I feel that uh, I am the uh, the example of of this. This is I'm one of the main one of the 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 descriptions of this type of issue. Mike is what I like to call a 33 year old man in a 45 year old's life. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Why don't you go ahead and give them a little idea of what what your life is like? Uh, well, first, for starters, I'm not 33. I'm 32. Uh, oh, my bad. But <laughs> I, I'm a little bit younger than you, just to tell. But e- either way, re- regardless of being 32 or 33, uh, I uh, own a commercial construction business. I kind of inherited from my old man. Uh, he's still there involved in it, but uh, that's been something I've been doing now for the past seven years, um, working with that. Uh, we do work all over for the state government of Texas, all over the state, so that keeps me very busy. Uh, apart from that, I've been married to my beautiful wife now for just over 10 years. We have four kids, uh, eight, almost six, four, and 14 months. So that in itself <laughs> keeps me plenty busy. Uh, and then to oh, add wait, on to that, just, more. there is more. <laughs> uh, and then to add into that, uh, with church, they I was about a little over a year and a half ago had me be in charge of a Spanish congregation, uh, which is a volunteer volunteering type uh, position. You don't ask for it. You don't get paid for it. They uh, They just ask you if you do it. And it's been something that's also taken up a lot of uh, a lot of my time in my life. So that that's 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 about it. I think between trying to work with what the church has going on, work, trying to be a good dad and be a good husband, uh, that's that's about most of my time. Yeah, pretty busy. I mean, if we go back a few years, I'll just say like maybe maybe three or four years ago, we um we had a pretty regular. Uh, time playing DC Universe Online, right? Pretty much we can get on whenever we wanted at night and play a game or two together. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, it was still a little bit late. You, you complained often about it, but... Uh, uh, it was late, that's true. It, but it was, it was late. 
It was. It was, yeah, pretty much uh, every, yeah, about every evening, at least maybe four out of four out of seven evenings out of the week we were on there, maybe a little bit more, just kind of depending on what was going on. Uh, now our online now, I don't know. together has been reduced to like once every couple months, maybe? When a new <laughs> game comes out and we play it together, like when it first comes out, you're all gung-ho and you're like, this is going to be the one we play together. We play that first night for a couple hours and then that's it. I think I think what 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 gets me is uh you know how much we we got into the beta of Destiny mainly Destiny I think and and how that just kind of uh well, I think what we we probably played it uh, continuously for an entire week uh, even though we had maxed it out within a couple of hours uh, and I guess in my mind I always think that it's I associate it with that and it's gonna be like that but uh, life takes over and. Uh, yeah. If it's not one thing, it's another, and and before you know it, it's uh, twelve, one, maybe two o'clock in the morning, and and I'm sitting here wondering how I'm gonna get up <laughs> the next day at six. So it's uh, it's it's well, definitely definitely fun. We both we both have work in common where our jobs take up a pretty big chunk of our lives. Uh, we've both been married to our wives for a while. The difference between you and I, though, is that. I don't have any kids, and you do have kids. How has having kids really changed the way you play? Uh, it's you know they they they're dependent on on you. Obviously, more dependent on my wife than they are on me. But what I've noticed is they look at me as you know, at least for now, at this point in all of their lives, I'm this superman type figure not, not that superman is my favorite i go batman over superman any day but that's a totally different topic for a different conversation a different day but it, uh but it's a good choice it, it is um but they they look at me that way you know i can really do no wrong in their eyes even when i'm punishing them i still can't do any wrong and, and i think because they they need me that much they see me like that uh, it, it's it kind of you know my life has come, come to not that that gaming and playing games whatever they may be is not important it's just that whatever they need becomes the priority you know they need uh, I mean you can get down to the the the, the essentials of it uh, they need a place to live they need food they need clothes they need you know, those types of things. And then you can get into the things that maybe they want. And my kids are all different ages. You know, my eight-year-old son wants to play video games with me and maybe show me something he saw that was really funny on YouTube to my uh, my daughter who wants to just spend time with me to, to my four-year-old son who wants me to sit down with him and play Legos to my 14-month-old daughter who just wants me to pick her up. So the, the the wants of what they want from me are all different, uh, but by the same token, they all want it and they they want that attention. So that's kind of how it has pulled me away from from playing games as much as I used to, is the fact that they all they all need and want my attention at different times and for different things. You know, you and I talked earlier about how when we were kids, we have these memories of playing with uh with our parents and uh why don't you go ahead and share kind of what you were saying about you and your brother and your dad um you know yeah you know we're talking about it earlier we were out at lunch and one of my one of my fondest memories of my dad and it's very interesting i mean i know you know my dad really well 
But for those who don't, my dad is a, he's he's a he's a good man. He he likes to joke around, but he's also very serious. Um, he's a hard worker. But some of my fondest memories as growing up with my dad was almost every Saturday he would, but he wasn't working, uh, which was pretty much all the time. But he'd take us to go grab a hamburger from somewhere around here in town, and then he would take us to the arcade. And it wasn't just like, okay, son, here's, you know, uh, five bucks, ten bucks worth of quarters, go have fun, and he was off, you know, on the phone or whatever. He was actually in the arcade playing with us. And one of the games that we played the most together was Virtual Fighter 3D. Uh, that right really goes, you know, takes people back uh, for those yeah. who played that. But, I mean, it was, uh, it was ahead of its time. And it was so interesting, you know, my dad, who is this very serious person, kind of anti, uh, not anti-fun, but just anti-waste time. You know, if, it, if it's not constructive, if you're not learning, uh, you really need to put that away. Uh, he was so hooked on this. And he was sitting there, you know, he'd be standing, not sitting, standing right there with us, playing arcade games. So much so he, he went and bought the, the manual to learn all the moves and, I mean, it was like a, an every weekend thing. We'd go to different arcades around town, two or three different ones we'd go to, and uh, that's what we did. And, you know, growing up, uh, at the time, I mean, I really didn't think a whole lot about it, just, all right, we're going to the arcade. But at the age I'm at now with my kids, looking back on that, you know, it really was, it was, it was fun. You know, he, he took something that maybe was more fun for us and made it something that was fun for him. It was, it was awesome and uh, still have Virtua Fighter, the most recent, I don't know which one it is now, I think five or six. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think Virtua Fighter is anymore now. I think it's like Tekken and, um, well, you know what? They did come out with the Virtua Fighter not that long ago. Yeah, I, I want to say it was uh, maybe five. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my room here in the back. I'm sure I could turn it on and look at it but uh, to get my facts straight. But, no, there, there was one that came out a couple, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago that I have. And, and more, uh-huh. you know, there again, sticking with the topic of this, do I play the game? No, not really. But the memory of what it brings back to me is really what uh, what it is. So when we're talking right now, I mean, we're talking about video games a lot, but, you know, as I was mentioning uh, earlier in the episode, I just have vivid memories of, like, actually going outside to play and uh, going up and down and just knocking on strangers' doors and asking them if they had any kids that would come out and play. And uh, there's definitely been a shift in that uh, in today's generation, not to sound like an old fogey, but, you know, times have changed. You can't just go and knock on strangers' doors anymore, and you can't, you know, just trust people like like you could back then. Um, So I think a lot of the playing has shifted to things like video games and online playing and and interacting that way. Uh, Do your kids have a lot of experience, like actually going out with neighborhood kids and playing outside, or is it... Uh, mostly online gaming and, and stuff like that? Uh, you know, the, the the ages, even though they're close together, the interest in their ages makes it very different. But my two older kids, you know, we do have, we've gone out and played with, with several kids around in the neighborhood. Uh, but, uh, you know, you are right. It, it's it's changed a lot. I mean, as a kid, for me and my brother, we're, we're about two and a half years apart. And it was not, a, you know, I remember several times we'd be on our bikes riding around the neighborhood and, and we'd see, you know, a kid with his mom walking around and they would stop us or, or we would ask, you know, the kid be about our age. Hey, do you want to come over and play? Or they would ask, can you come over and play? And I remember going home and asking my mom and, 
and yeah, it sounds great, and and go ahead, and and you know, it's just interesting how how times have changed with that these days. Uh, but you know, you mentioned on you know online gaming, I think is is where a lot of it has shifted. Maybe that's that's part of why we don't anymore. You know, as you and I are about the same age. Online gaming didn't exist back then. I mean, it was uh, you wanted to play with your friend. I, mean, I think maybe that was the other part of it. If you wanted to play anything, I mean, we're talking a lot about video games, whether it was video games or uh, play action figures together, play basketball, soccer, uh, ride bikes, jumping whatever it is you want to do. Jumping out of trees. Yeah, jumping out of trees. Climb up to the roof and jump off the roof or jump from the roof yeah. to the tree. Uh, all those jumping. things you had, <laughs> you had to be with the person. Like you right. couldn't, you couldn't just be, you know, stay in the comfort of your own home or in your own property, whatever. I mean, you, they they had to be over with you, or you had to be over at their house, and you were together. Uh, and I think the on, the online gaming idea has made it. I think. And like I said, we're we're focusing so much on video games, but the video game industry itself has evolved so much that uh, I don't want to use the word. It, it's so addicting now, but it, it just pulls you in so much more uh, than I think it ever used to. Well, it's a lot more and, now. It takes over a lot more uh, than it's, it's not just uh, making a guy hop over pits anymore. There's a lot of critical thinking involved in things now, puzzle solving um, with online stuff. Like we talked about destiny. You have to have good, you know, interpersonal skills with other human beings and work together as a team to accomplish goals and tasks. So there's there's a lot more to gaming now than there ever was when we were kids. Um, you know, but just, okay, so we talked about, like, video gaming, but there are also some opportunities when I was thinking about, you know, how we can, quote-unquote, play as adults. And I was thinking of some of the hurdles, and you've mentioned uh, a lot of the main hurdles. But one thing that I was thinking is when I talk with, with friends or other adults is I kind of feel like at some age we reach a point where we thought it was uh, maybe embarrassing to, like, have fun. Like, we need to be serious adults now. We need to pay bills, go to work, and having fun is, is kind of being irresponsible. And, um, you know, maybe calling a friend and saying, hey, let's get together and, and do this. The, play a game or something it might sound kind of nerdy and i think it's i think we're in a really cool position now because something shifted in the culture where a lot of the things that were like super nerdy when we were kids is like cool now you know what i mean like if yeah, you saw is. kids if you saw like kids in school um maybe playing with pokemon cards or uh talking about like doing dungeons and dragons like, there was a lot of stigma to that, thinking, like, oh, those are the nerdy, uncool kids. But now, as, as uh, you know, as we've gotten older, it seems like there's been a shift to where that stuff's actually, like, fun to do. And, you know, it's a, it's a cool thing to get involved in. So I think we're kind of lucky in that aspect now as adults. And it's really opened up a lot of doors to being able to play games as adults. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I think uh, I think about... You know, the, you're, you mentioned there's been the kind of a shift in, in what's, I think, what is accepted, what's enjoyed. I think you're seeing, you know, I, I think back to the generation right before me, my parents, obviously, you know, TV was what existed. But you look at, I, I look at, for example, you know, my, my Saturday morning as a kid growing up it was surrounded around getting up before the sun 
Yeah. Popping, you know, sitting down in front of the TV for. Yeah. I you hated know, getting up too early because then you would get that weird old lady that would do exercises with an armband. Um, before the <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh on, man, lady. you're too old. Oh to man, move along. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But you know, you had all that. <laughs> you remember the old lady? Yeah, you you had all that. I mean, there were you, and, and you know what's funny for me as a kid. We wouldn't, my brother and I wouldn't sleep in our bed on Friday night. We would sleep in the living room in front of the TV. Oh, you guys were ready. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, and there was, there was no, let me get up and go brush my teeth. I mean, it was almost, I didn't even get up to pee first. It was, okay, let me get the TV on. Let me get this set up. And then it was all the other things. Let me go take a pee first thing and start the morning. Let me go grab a Pop-Tart or whatever. But that was, you know, like my, and I look at what for me growing up that was that was a big thing you know in comparison to my parents and and it was you know all these different cartoons that I watched and it was uh the the action figures I had video games played uh you know sport and, I, and it wasn't just sports I and mean, I played I played sports growing up I played a lot of soccer a lot of basketball uh growing up and then through junior high high school I played a lot of those things but you know, I think the way that that you know you and I's generation, what you know, growing up as kids, and then is is now, uh, I mean, it's 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 acceptable as an adult, like you're talking about the shift. I mean, it's it's acceptable to talk about uh, it, it, superheroes and the movies and comic books and uh, action figures, video games. I mean, it's, it's just so much part of the, the culture. I mean, the biggest movies that hit the box offices nowadays are superhero stuff that we watched as cartoons or read about as comic books or had action figures of right. well before right. technology even let it be what it is now. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's changed a lot and, uh, and it's, you can be, it's not, not childish, not immature. You can just kind of, I don't know, like like you said, you 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 can have fun like that, you know, play whatever it is, and, and be older, and it's not it's not uh, un- unprofessional or irresponsible or whatever. I mean, it's it's actually an accepted thing within society. It's becoming that now, uh, is what I think. I mean, you're I think you hit it right on the head. It's cha- it's it's changed to where that's acceptable now. I think the key to anything, and especially when we're talking about this, is you need to find a balance. Um, you know, you're talking about your kids have to have a roof over their head, clothes on their backs, food in their bellies. You need to go to work to get that stuff done. Um, no doubt. And those, I think the, bene- the benefits w- from those kind of responsibilities that you have are obvious benefits. But I think that there's also a lot of benefits from playing as adults, um, that maybe people don't think about. You know, you just shared a story about this wonderful memory that you had with your brother and dad every Saturday, and that's obviously something that stuck with you even through as an adult. Um, So finding opportunities to, you know, play with your kids and be a part of something that they're interested in is going to make a huge impact on them. Um, Not only that, but I think that for the most part, and I'm not even going to say the most part, but for some of us, our jobs are not as fulfilling as in, or as enjoyable as you would like it to be. So it can zap a lot out of you by the end of the day. You can feel um, exhausted, maybe a little grumpy. And I think that by finding ways to 
balance that out with having like fun kind of playtime is going to help you become, you know, become or remain an actual happy person to be around. Because uh, I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of people that just let their jobs take over their lives and they just become these drones that are unhappy. And I think that's sad when there's so many opportunities we can take now to kind of balance that out, that out with, uh, with playtime basically. Well, and you you have to have it, you know, and, and, you know, I, I like what I do. I tell, you know, I I know some of us probably have jobs that we, we have them out of necessity, not so much that we, we like them. Uh, You know, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, I really do enjoy what I do, you know, construction development. I really do enjoy it. I grew up doing it, you know, watching my dad do it. And it was something every summer for, for, you know, for years that I got sent off to do. But I, I really do enjoy it. But I'm always the first one to tell you, I don't enjoy it every day. I mean, there are some days right. that it just, it's hard. And uh, I really feel, and you hit it right on the head, I think we all have, I think we have to have priorities in life. And that priority changes. It's not always, you know, some people will say, well, my, my job is my number one thing or my family is number one or or God is number one or, or I my, my taking care of myself, you know, doing what I want is number one. I mean, you said you have to have a balance in all things. And, and I think that number one priority shifts based upon our circumstances, and, and that can change, you know, hourly. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I think a lot of what we're, we're talking about is there, ha- there has to be a balance. I mean, I can't – as much as I love – and obviously you brought me into this because of how little I do play these days. As much as I love to play, uh, I have to I have to work. You know, I, I and even though I like what I do, uh, it's it's something that I have to do. It's not it's it's not so much oh I want to work as much as I have to work. If I if I don't, I mean all of a sudden the the, the playing wouldn't even exist either. I mean how would you pay for all that stuff? It's right. right. It's, it's it's just kind of how it goes, but. You have to have the balance, I think, and you have to have that time for for yourself uh, to have fun as well. Otherwise, you go crazy. I mean, I really feel I'm a big preacher on that. If you're not doing, trying somehow, some way to work in something for yourself in your own time, whatever it may be that you kind of stick with this playing idea, whether it's playing games, playing sports. I mean, there's a few. I love basketball. Um, I love to watch it. I love to play it. Uh, There's been some times where I've gone out and played it, and there are some guys that I used to go on Tuesday nights uh, and play. And there are guys that are there religiously every single Tuesday from 8 p.m. to like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And that's, that's their, that's their playing, you know, they're out there playing and that's what they get to, you know, that's what they do uh, for others. You know, you're not talking about video games. I think it's that I think other people, uh, you know, I, I also love cars. I've been out drag racing a lot of my life and, and there, there are guys out there that, that that's their playing time, you know, a Friday night comes Saturday night and they're out there with whatever toy they have messing around and, uh, all legal on, on the drag strip, by the way. Not on the strip. Right. Of course. But, um, go ahead. Those days have left you. If you don't do those, those no days more. have left me. <laughs> yeah. Only at the track. I think there's a lot of skills and lessons that we learn as children specifically because we have these interactions with other people. And I think that those lessons or skills may kind of get lost over time. And some of those, I mean, like, uh, there were many times when 
we'd be playing a game with somebody and somebody would do something that we didn't like and we would get in an argument over it, maybe even come to blows. But we quickly realized, like, this is our friend. We have to play with them every day. So let's get together, figure out how to get past this problem and deal with it. And I think as you get older, it becomes easier and easier to just say, you know what, I don't have to deal with you, so I'm just not going to. And we kind of lose our um, ability to have disagreements with each other that are still civil enough to where you can still, you know, have a friendship or some kind of experience together. So I think that's one thing that, that's getting lost if you don't allow yourself opportunities for, you know, playing with other people and realizing that, just because we're different, we may want to do something different than each other, and we get in an argument. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, you, you, you're not going to be friends anymore. I remember this one time, and, and it's funny because when I'm telling these stories on the podcast, like, a lot of fighting is involved in a lot of these stories. And I don't they have a relationship in this I feel like I'm a pretty, pretty good pacifist. But I remember one time me and my friend Daniel, we were playing basketball right by our house. And, um, you know, we were playing one-on-one. Emotions started getting kind of high. We were getting kind of competitive. And I liked to goof around a lot when I was playing basketball. I would talk a lot of trash, do silly things. Um, I went to go check the ball, and he wasn't looking, and I threw it, and I hit him, like, square in the face with the basketball. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and he was so angry. He just came running at me. And we probably exchanged a couple punches, um, we both, as soon as we were done, we probably yelled some inappropriate things to each other, turned around and walked home. I lived about a block from the basketball court and he lived about three, well, not a block, but a street away from the basketball court. And he lived about two streets away from the basketball court. As soon as I got home, I walked him through my living room or through my front door. I sat down on a living room couch. I waited about three minutes. I called his house, and I said, are you ready to go back and play ba- basketball? And he was like, yeah, let's go. We just walked back to the court and acted like nothing happened. And it just, it's just kind of like, you know, sometimes you need to learn that there's no hard feelings when you get into arguments with people sometimes. I think people take things so close to home and personal just because maybe they've somewhere along the way realized or uh, forgotten that, you know, that's just part of being human. And when you limit your social interactions with other people, I think you kind of find yourself in this bubble to where you don't really remember how to behave anymore. You kind of forget the things that were taught to you in grade school and how we need to be kind to others, how we need to be accepting of how others behave. And if you can find ways to to negate that by playing with others, even as an adult, it's going to help you in the workplace. It's going to help you with your family. Um, and it's just going to help you be a more sane person because you're not going to be so butthurt all the time about things. Oh yeah. Well, going back to how relationships are usually start with, with arguments. I don't think our relationship started with argument. Uh, Ours did not. No, no. Now, now we've disagreed on some things. Uh, mm-hmm. I think most yeah, of what like, has been is Mike, why are you, why are you leaving this room? I mean, we got to look for hidden secrets and, and treasures, and you're just trying to run on through. <laughs> well, that that's just the difference of who we are. I mean, I'm looking at all right. I have a small window of playing here, and so let's let's pound through the story or the main meat of whatever we're playing. And you're you're off wanting to find 
question mark number four or five because uh, <laughs> you, you had to find it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, and, and what it's taken to do it. But, no, um, no, it, it, we, we become too uh, – I mean, you're right. We don't – we don't we either uh, – don't we, – we try to avoid the conflict, so we, we either don't do certain things or, or we don't say certain things. And, and I'm not saying that you, you, you say things to be hurtful to people and just kind of have an I don't care attitude because that, that's not really the way to go about life either, but – you know, we are, we are all different. You know, you and I are very different people, but yeah, we have a lot in common. Uh, I think I told you the story once of, uh, uh, with with church, I get to interact with a lot of people and and interview them for different things. And I remember there was a young man who was, who was trying to help befriend another young man who was having some struggles in his life, but they were complete opposites. You know, this one who is, or, and they look like complete opposites. You know, the one I'm talking with was a cross-country runner, but he was, you know, kind of tall, lanky, dorky, loved classical music, played the organ, uh, and and that was pretty much it. And the other kid had, had come from a rougher background and played football and could care less about music and things like that. And he was he was like, well, I just, he, I remember him telling me, well, I just feel like I can't connect. With, I, I don't. I don't feel like we have anything in common. And because of that, he was willing to just kind of throw throw the relationship away based on their the initial, you know, look at you know, looking at that the two of them. I think how different they are. And I know. I think I told you the the story. And and uh, I told him. I asked him if he knew who you were. And he said yes. And I said, you know what. Mr. Uh, I'll use your your podcast name, Mr. Crystal. No, you can you can call me Chris. People know I'm I Chris. can call you Chris. Okay, Chris. People know you're Chris. Yeah. You, you told me not to give your exact me. address. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to give out my social or anything like that. But see, uh, Mr. Crystal, there's a story behind that that I'll probably reveal one day on a future episode. But for now, you can call me Chris. That's fine. Okay, Chris. Okay. Well, I told him I said Chris is is one of my most dearest, if not dearest friends that I have. And he kind of kind of sat back. And, of course, this young man sees me at just at church as, you know, a, the, your typical adult type, especially from the point of view of, like, a 17-year-old kid. You know, I'm older than him. I, I you know, more, more in the professional sense is how he sees me. And, and, I, and, I, and he kind of looked back and was kind of shocked. And I said, yeah, I said, we look completely different, and you might not think that we would be best friends. I said, but we actually have a lot in common. I said, and it took it took us to be put in a situation together where we had to start talking to each other, taking care of eighteen month old to three year old kids at the nursery, yeah. <laughs> the nursery, right. uh, to where we, we we you know there was nobody else. I mean, I think in there was uh, you, your wife, me, my wife, and. Uh, and that was another there was couple. another individual there, a couple. They weren't there for much longer after we got put in there with you guys. But I mean, that was it. I mean, who else were you going to talk to? Uh, uh, some of those kids could barely even talk. And so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I said, "I'm here with this guy," and we we start talking and realize we don't have just a little bit in common. We actually have quite a bit in common. Actually, we were we were we were raised on a lot of the same things. We like a lot of the same things. And, and I said, and I would have never known that if I just judged him by, by how he looked and probably him, the same thing for me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at each other like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, 
what what is it that you always say in Spanish? Y te crees? <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy. Uh, like, you think you're all that? You, you think you're all that? I mean, and so I think, but you know, we 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 come, we just kind of get so used to. We have that saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. But you know, by the same token, I think a lot of times we do that, and because we do that, we don't we get embarrassed, like you said, about wanting to play or talk about maybe more. I can't think of the word in English. Uh, I, I spent too much time. Uh, dorky or like, you know, the word in Spanish is infantil, which is kind of like childish so thing. So infantile. Infantile. Uh, yeah, okay. Like okay. You see, my, it's, it's Spanish, English is not my best language and Spanish isn't my first. It's bad on both fronts. Yes. Uh, but you're very but, fluent Chinese and wonderful. <laughs> ni, ni, ni hao, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, it, you know, I think I think that happens a lot. You know, I have a I have another friend of mine who is a, a big shot attorney, and you know, extremely professional and what he does. But you know, what's interesting. A, a, a lot of times, our conversations are surrounded on fast cars and superhero movies. I mean, here you have this, you know, attorney who owns his own practice, very well to do. Uh, you know, deals with what he, you know, different cases and things, extremely professional all the time. And that's where our conversations go. We're not talking about, I mean, not even, we're not even talking about like what people would consider uh, the, the adult fun things to do, like hunting or fishing or boating or vacations. We're talking about fast cars and superhero movies. Uh, right. And, and I mean, and it's, and you know, and he, he's, He's older than me. I'm 32. He's like 36, 37. I mean, um, I think you know we 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 put ages on that stuff, and and I, you talked about the shift, and really that they're they're starting to come to where there isn't an age for that anymore. Uh, right. You just right. I'm, you have I'm, to. Go ahead. No, I mean, you just you know you just have to take the time to. To, to use the time for that, you know, to have fun with it, you know, kind of like the whole segment of this, this deal here is, is to play, you know, in, in whatever it is. So, like, I, I don't know if it's something that we consciously do or if it's just something that naturally happens, but I feel like there becomes a certain age where we think to ourselves, like, okay, I have enough friends. I don't need to make any new friends. And I think that by doing that, we're cutting off a lot of these wonderful experiences. You know, like you said, when we first met, at that time, honestly, I had enough friends. I mean, I had a lot of friends that I liked. I didn't really need another new friend and try to take the time to foster that relationship. But, I'm, you know, I'm glad that it happened. And there's so many new ways that we can do that. It's only going to benefit ourselves. So I want to talk about some of those ways that we can find time and opportunities and places to be able to play together as adults. Um, one, we've already talked about video gaming. We talked about Destiny before. There's an entire group of people that I have met just by playing Destiny online, never met them in real life. You know, we may be Facebook friends with some of them, but I consider them, you know, real friends because we've gone through a lot together. We've, we've, um, accomplish goals together even though it's in a game we've still had to work together to accomplish these goals we all have uh you know very different personalities as well but for some reason it just it just kind of clicks whenever we're playing and i enjoy that time playing with them and that and with me video gaming to me was very one-on-one -on -one and personal i was like uh 
kind of an I was an only child up until I was about eight, and then there was such a big age gap between me and my siblings. I still kind of felt like an only child to a certain extent. So like when I was playing video games, my my brother and my sister were too young to be able to play them with me. So video gaming was always like a very one like a personal experience with me, and I didn't like playing with other people as much. And I really fought against the whole like online gaming. Uh, for a long time, I would only play just single player games, no multiplayer, wasn't interested. Um, and then my brother in laws came in and they introduced me to Call of Duty and how to play a first person shooter. And I remember the first time, like, I ever shot another person that was somewhere else in the country and I killed that person in Call of Duty. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I just, <laughs> I just shot this dude. And, it, and, but I was still kind of like, when you play Call of Duty, very rarely do you actually play as a team. You're just running in and just shooting people. Um, but, you know, like playing DC Universe Online with you, and we were kind of figuring out that game together on how to play it and stuff, there was a complete stranger that just happened to be in the game with us. He was able to audio chat with us. And I remember him just taking the time to explain things to us that, we had no idea about, and I thought it was so cool, like, that the stranger that we never spoke to again took his time out of that game to teach us how to do something, and from that point, I think I was kind of hooked in, like, cooperative online gaming, because I just thought Mm -hmm. it was, it's, it was a perfect example of, like, just people being nice in the real world. I think a lot of people think of online multiplayer gaming as, like, a toxic environment where people are talking about each other's moms all the time, and the things that they're going to do to each other's mothers, which those poor mothers, they're just minding their own business. And they got some, like, 12-year-olds saying horrible things they, about them. They had no idea what was being said. <laughs> uh, no, it's not like that. There's many games where you are working together and you're doing these wonderful things. So I would suggest if anybody has interest in video gaming to find, you know, you can Google a couple um uh, I would put in maybe cooperative uh, games and just start trying them out. And you'll find yourself being friends with complete strangers. Um, and actually, these these friendships will last years. I mean, that's how it is with my, with my Destiny Fire team. We've been friends for years now. So I think online gaming is definitely one way that we can, as adults, make new friends and make time to play with each other. Um, well, I, 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 absolutely. Go ahead. What you want? What else you want to say about that? Oh no, I was just saying, you know, and, and the other part of it is, is just making making the time for for yourself to to mm-hmm. be able to do that. You know, I, I mentioned earlier about guys that I I knew who were out there religiously, like every every Tuesday night playing basketball. And I think whatever it is, whether it's it's, it's video games or 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 anything else, you're you have to kind of make that that inventory of your own time and just make that part of what you're going to do. And I mean, unless it's something serious that's going on in your life, uh, you're going to do that no matter what. And I think if if you're single, if you're married, you know, your job, you have kids, you kind of have to, you, you, you do that. And, and I think it opens you up, you know, opens up to having, you know, more friends uh, and an enjoyable time. It, it, it allows you to kind of unwind. I think, you know, a lot of times we're talking about work, uh, whether you enjoy what you do or you don't, uh, we all need that time to unwind a little bit. And I think taking the time to do that, you know, uh, I, when I've gone and played, you know, basketball with these guys, I, I've met some of these guys. I never even know who they were. 
uh-huh. and we kind of start talking and become friends. And then same thing with online gaming. I mean, all of a sudden you're 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 there with somebody you know in this game talking uh, just about life and what you what's going on in your in, in your life and what's I mean, going on yeah, in their that's life. Exactly and, what a lot of our gaming is is just talking about our lives. So uh, yeah, you definitely. There, there's a couple of the guys I know that are that are friends of yours. I mean, your your uncle, and then some of these other guys who you've introduced me to through playing Destiny. Uh, that uh, you know, they they seem like really great people. I mean, I have never met them in person. I don't know if I ever will. Uh, but uh, we've been able to have some conversations and joke around and laugh around. Like you said, we're not having vulgar or 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 mean conversations about each other or things. But a lot of times, just talking about what's going on in our lives. Uh, yeah, you, you get the the and, and and we get to you know laugh at each other. You know, not playing well, not doing well, and or most people laugh at me not doing well in the game. Uh, but uh, you know, my lack of being able to to do certain things like jump. But that aside is you know we're, we're able to you you you're having a good time and, and you know going back to even when we start talking about, as kids. You know, I, I played a lot of two-player games. You know, I had a my brother was two and a half years younger than me. There was a lot of fighting games, race car games, uh, sports games, and so it was this constant, uh, you know, co-op verse mode. Or, and and you know what's interesting is in, in you know earlier games there weren't a ton of games that maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but there weren't a whole lot of games that felt like where you could sit down next to your friend and be – or there were some where you could be playing with them. Uh, but, you know, it was always a split screen or there were always things different about it that were – made the mechanics of the game very different. But here, you know, you have this online gaming idea. And I remember when it first came out, I thought it was actually kind of cool. When they start talking about online gaming, I was probably – you would know better than I would when I would. But I want to say it's probably about 16 or so maybe. Um mm. 16. Well, I, was, I still had dial-up, so I wasn't online gaming at 16. Well, I, I didn't get into it, but I remember they started talking about it. And, yeah, you know, at that point, uh, it, it wasn't uh, as common for me at that point, at, the, at that age, for me to be at my friend's house or them at my house playing video games. I mean, we did. Uh, we played, were playing more sports, but I just kind of remember thinking as I got older, well, that would be cool if I'd be able to hook up and play with, with friends from a, you know, a long distance and not have to go out, you know, ride my bike miles to their house or whatever. Um, right. And I think it's just opened up so much more. I mean, you, you make the time to be able to do that and you get to, to meet people and, and, and it's the experience in the game, whatever it is, whether it be video games or, or actual playing the sport, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, it's what you're doing there at the time, but I think you're just interacting with each other. You get to meet someone. Uh, you know, we were well, talking about. I, we were I don't want to just focus just on on video gaming because there are. You're right. There's a there's a lot of other ways you can do it. You talked about sports. Finding like a local league that you can play with is really easy nowadays. You can find people. You mm-hmm. can drive down the road and see your local uh, like outdoor basketball court. I'm sure you can go out there and and try to do a pickup game or something like that. Um, you know, if you want to get more. I guess professional than that, you can certainly go online and look for local leagues to play um, sports. So you got you can go into any bowling alley and be a part of a bowling league. Um, another thing that that I've kind of been doing the past uh, maybe two years is I've started to kind of build a collection of like board games. Um, I've got a game called Quelf, which is a, a party favorite. You just get people together 
and uh, you just do silly things with each other. And it's really good at getting people out of their shell, out of their their shells, is what I meant to say, not I, shells. I, I think you, oh. I think you have me recorded doing something way out <laughs> oh, of yeah, my I shell got, from got that game. Mail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Quelf is a wonderful game. That's Q U E L F. Uh, there's another one that I just got recently called Happy Salmon. It's super simple to play. You just have some some cards that have certain actions on them, and you try to find somebody who has that same card and uh, match it with them. People are screaming across the room at each other trying to match up and, you know, do these crazy actions with each other. Another party favorite is kind of a play on apples to apples um, called Cards Against Humanity, which is a little bit more inappropriate, which makes for very uncomfortable but also laughable situations. Um <laughs> There's tons of, like, games that, you know, you can just invite a couple people over to the house and just really break the ice. And once you get somebody laughing and having a good time with you, you're going to see a side of them that you never would have saw just if you were at work or if you were just at church. You're going you're gonna to see a part of their personality that there would have been no way you could have had access to. So games and playing is a wonderful way to bring that out of people and um, make them comfortable around you to do those things. So sports, uh, online gaming, actual board gaming. Uh, can you think of any other types of play that you can do with people besides that? Um, that I, that I, for, for me personally, I think, you know, that's where it is. You know, there's, I think there's other types of, of networking when it comes to, you know, I exercise a lot. I don't get involved with it, but there's a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, you can go online and get with people to, if you're in, you know, I think the the big one is like Beachbody. You know, you can go on Beachbody's website. If you're, if you're the type of person that needs more motivation and more help from people when it comes to, in this case, exercise, you get on there and there, there are all kinds of people trying to do the same thing. And I think you, you get involved. I, I haven't really followed it, just kind of what I see on there, but, you know, you get involved mm-hmm. in chats and, and different things where people are, you meet people who are trying to do the same thing you are. And you kind of end up talking about life and your goals and supporting and helping each other. Uh, so I guess maybe yeah, exercise maybe is one. Um, uh, me personally, whenever I've gone to gyms and stuff, I could care less about the people around me. I just kind of stick to myself. Right. But, uh, uh, but I mean, I guess some people, I guess, could use that as, as a way. Yeah, that's a great way to, of of getting that. Getting all the benefits from playing is by doing things that cross fitness. Oh my gosh, people like love cross fitness, and they talk about the fun times that they have with their friends there. So, yeah, I think that's a great, great idea. I mean, there's really no reason to not find some way that you can play with others nowadays. Um, even with families, like you know, I know that families take up a, a lot of time, and it, it might seem like there's better use of your time, but these memories that you build with your children when you play are so impactful in ways that you may not even understand. Um, I know my family growing up, we had game nights where we would play. And even as I got older and I kind of thought maybe it wasn't really that cool to play with my parents anymore, like I would see my mom and dad playing Scrabble um, on nights just between them two. And that would really, it kind of showed me like that their relationship meant something together too, that they would take the time to play these games with each other. So I think we we might be underselling the importance of building those memories with with friends and families, especially your family, oh, your I, children. I, you know, I, I, well, yeah, because you you, you have them with you. 
Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I talked about how, how, you know, the memory that I had with my dad. And, and yes, you know, I know for, for you it's probably frustrating to try to, to play a game like Destiny or other things with me who doesn't have the time to play in it. But when I do have the time, you know, I think I talked about the memory I have with my dad and my brother. You know, I, I play I play on, on the PS4, uh, not not the Xbox One. No offense to any Xbox gamers out there, but <laughs> I'm a PlayStation guy. And and I, I I have four controllers for my PS4. And the reason I have four controllers is because my three older kids, eight, six, and four, uh, do like to play. You know, we have a Wii U, and they they like to play with that together. And and I have certain games that that uh, you can get all all four con- four controllers on at the same time and and be playing together. And you know, whereas maybe yeah, I'm not playing Destiny, leveling up this character in my own free time. But I'm able to come in, you know, go in and have my kids come to my my little man cave room in the back, and we're all sitting here together on the couch having a good time together. Yes, my daughter dies all the time, and my four-year-old son dies all the time, and uh, but you know, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's fun, and you know what's what's fun about it is, you know, for me, I, I'm big into a lot of these, you know, Marvel and DC superhero and big Ninja Turtle fan. Also growing up and. A lot of these games where I've been able to play with them like this are those types of games. Even some of them are games that I played when I was younger that they've kind of remastered and brought back out. And right. it's been fun for me to relive some of those memories that I had when I was younger, but then make new ones with my kids uh, doing it. And that they could see, hey, you know what, dad's not a, a stiff who just goes to work and comes home and, and punishes us for doing things we're not supposed to and and takes us places. Our listeners don't know, years. but your children actually got together and got you a Punisher T-shirt and a and a oh, hat yes. today, right for your birthday. Uh, uh, a uh, shirt, a hat. They call me the Punisher. Uh, they bought me a sticker to put on my uh, my my Yeti cup of the Punisher symbol. I mean, it's and, yeah. and apparently I didn't even realize that my wife told me that, uh, and I caught myself finally when she pointed it out to me. But the threat that I give to my children is. You you don't do whatever it is, or you don't stop doing whatever it is. You're gonna get punished. You're gonna get punished. And so then it just kind of <laughs> I got marked as as the Punisher. Um, the Punisher. But <laughs> but it's uh, I don't mind. I like the character. Uh, it's it's uh, but you know that's what it is though. I mean I think you know yeah I don't have the time to play maybe some of these other games in my own personal time as much as I'd like to, but uh, you find, I think it goes back to the same thing again. I mean, I already repeated myself with that thing twice. I think you hit it too a couple of times, but making the time to do it, uh, you know, just it's playing. important. You know? and, I, and I just think people don't put importance on it anymore because they think it's just a frivolous activity, but it is important. It does, it does things, it rewires your brain in a certain way. It builds these memories and, you know, just, like two weeks ago, uh, my wife and I went over to my parents, and we were playing some games with with our nephews. And um, you know, there was one where it like it has like a a hand, and you turn this knob, and the hand has like whipped cream on it. And you don't know how many times you're gonna have to turn the knob until you flick this little arrow thing, and it lands on how many times you have to do it. At any point, it can just slap you in the face with this whipped cream. And there was so much joy just watching the boys play. And I just hope uh, we had we have that game. That, yeah, I just hope that that's a memory that they have of when you know I got hit in the face, grandma and grandpa got hit in the face with it. My wife surprisingly never got hit. I mean, we went down to like 
everybody was going against each other until they got hit, and my wife was the only one who never got hit. Um, yeah, she, she wouldn't be the one to not get hit. <laughs> she probably rigged it. She probably rigged it. I mean, knowing her, I watched she her. probably rigged I watched it. it. She, she did it right, because I watched her. I was looking for any kind of trickery or tomfoolery, but no, she did it the way she was supposed to. And then uh, we we also played a game where we had cards attached to our heads, and you basically had to ask questions of somebody to guess what kind of card you had on your fan, on your head. And these boys were coming up with just the silliest stuff to say, and I just thought, like, this is, uh, hopefully this is a memory that they always have, that, you know, they were kids, but they played with all these old fogies and had a good time. I feel like playing is something that really makes the age gap seem like nothing. Um, you had talked earlier about how once you once you get older, age is just, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore when it comes to your friends. And I think that that's never more true than when you're also playing games with people. Um and and I think that's a kind of a cool opportunity that playing is like the great equalizer and it puts everybody on the same playing field. Oh, it is does. You know, my you my want to add before we wrap this up. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say, you know, not, now that I have my 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 oldest son who's eight, you know, he he plays yeah you know, a lot. I, mean, I used to play with him when he was younger, and it was kind of frustrating because he wouldn't get these. But now he's he's kind of got the. Uh, he understands more of how how you know in this case video games work and things like that. So you know, to play with him is actually, you know, like you said, it's kind of bridged this, this huge age gap between me and my eight-year-old son that we're actually able to play and, and have fun doing it together when it's just been the two of us because of what it what it does like that. But So that, no, that's a, it's a good point you made. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat that you get to do that. Well, um, I think we covered a lot of ground here. We talked about some things that are preventing us from playing as adults, and we talked about some reasons why we should and then gave some great examples on how we can do that. I uh, just want to thank you for coming on the show and for your input. And, uh, no, thanks for it. having me on. It was awesome. No, right, just uh, just go, Mr. Krizzle. Stay in his mind. Yikes. Yay, go me. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you All right, later. thanks, brother. All right, yeah. bye. Bye. Now we've come to that point of the show where I prove to you that I just want to make your lives a little bit better and that I've got your back with another life hack. Life hack, life hack, life gives you problems but I got your back with this life hack, life hack, get your life hack with me. All right, today's life hack is super simple, super easy to do, but it's going to be something that can get you out of a very tight situation. Let's pretend that you have to give somebody a gift, okay, and you don't know what to give them. You want to make sure it's a good present. You want to make sure that it's something that they absolutely want and not something that they're not going to be happy with, but you just can't think of what to do. This is what you do. Uh, About a week or so before the event comes up, anniversary, Christmas, birthday, whatever, Go up to the person, very excited, and tell them, hey, I just got your present. They'll probably say something like, already? But my birthday or slash event isn't until like two or three weeks from now. And then you can just smile at them and say, yeah, I just care about you that much. Then you say, and this is the important part, try to guess what it is. 
whatever they guess, just say, nope, keep guessing. And then after they give you about four or five guesses, now you have a list of four or five things that you know that they want. When they're done guessing, you can just say, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Boom, you go to the store and you go and buy those things that they were guessing. Now you know what they like. This is a life hack. You're welcome. Life hack, life hack. Life gives you problems, but I got your back with this life hack. Life hack, get your life hack with me. Well, there you have it. Episode four is now in the books. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know. You can email me at mindofmrkrizzle at gmail.com or you can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. That's super helpful. Leave a five-star review and then you can just say whatever you want and feel great about it because you left five stars. Leaving a review is so helpful for the podcast. It helps other people find it real easy. Don't forget to share the links with your friends. Uh, You can text it to them. You can put it on Facebook. You can share the posts that I put. Just get the word out there about it. If you don't like the podcast, I also have some news for you. You can still email me at mindofmrchrizzle at gmail.com. Let me know what I can do to make this a better experience for you. Because that's what I'm here for. To pander to the audience. Give them what they want. You want to see a death match between a panda and a koala? I can make it happen, but since it's an audio podcast, you're only going to get the audio version, which probably sounds pretty interesting. You'll have to wait and see, but first you'll have to email me and let me know. Thanks again for all your support. And And don't don't forget forget to play. play!